hello and welcome to the MHG podcast. As usual, life can be miserable, it can be dark, so we're here to bring you a little bit of light, a little bit of joy, because I'm Bradley, joined by Stu. World Cup fever time, Stu. You watching the Women's World Cup? Do you know, when I saw your tweet this morning, I immediately stuck it on on my phone, because I was working, um, but I just put yeah. it on in the background as a New Zealand against Norway one, and uh, yeah, yeah, it looked pretty good, but unfortunately, like... People keep asking me to do work. I have to stop watching oh, no. the footy. It's not fair. What you need to do is you need to get a debilitating disability that stops you working. I do. I do. I mean, I've got some already, but they're still making me work. It's not fair, really. So I'll see what I can do. Uh, yeah, you need to. Yeah, you need to get worse. Um, just a, a quick point of reference, actually, with, with regards to the World Cup. Um, the opening game took place in, um, I think, Auckland in New Zealand um, this morning, uh, directly after uh, mass shooting in New Zealand, um, which is absolutely tragic. But have to say, great for the nation, not the shooting, obviously, but great for the nation that New Zealand were, the Blackfords were able to get their very first ever World Cup win and hopefully lift some spirits at a time when it's much, much needed. Um, so, yeah, so it's not positive what's happening with like the outside world, but once again, we show that sport can start or help to heal. Um, so, but yeah, thoughts with those affected by that, um, and I dare say we will talk about women's football and the Women's World Cup a bit more as the weeks go on. Definitely. Anyway, talking of stuff that goes on as the weeks go on, do you know what goes on every single week, Stu? What's that? Video games. Oh, yeah. Um, they do go on every week. If you look on Steam, it's probably a release. There is definitely a release every week. And what, do you, right, in the past 20 years... Do you think there's ever been a week where a video game has not been released in some capacity? No, not at all. I was gonna say, I've got to put. I've got. I might just send you on all these really obscure challenges to try and find <laughs> the last week of video games never released. Yeah, like a challenge, Annika. You can just yeah. have a camera pointing at my bum the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just it's the really, it's a really shit challenge, Annika. Though, where I just go, can you find out this really weird random thing about video games that no one cares about? <laughs> I enjoy that. Uh, so, yeah, you do it. So, yeah, if you can find out the last week a video game was not released, then, you know, it's probably like 1980-something, I'd imagine. No, 90s. I reckon 90s you probably wasn't getting as many weekly releases. Home release only, yeah? Yeah. yeah. So it's because, like, Steam, like, Steam now is a game released every day, I'd imagine. Oh, God, yeah. Um, but there you go. There's your challenge. I will do my best. Excellent. I'll forget about it by next week, by the way. So if you don't do it, I'm not going to remember. Yes, excellent. But anyway, what have you been playing that has been released? Well, not only something that has been released, because obviously I wouldn't be able to play it if I hadn't. Although, yeah, early access. yeah. I'm playing Vember at the moment. That's not been released. Oh, yeah, good point. Good point. Can't talk about it, though. Can't talk about it. Okay, okay, fair play, but I have been playing something that has been formally and officially released, and that's Exoprimal, which I wasn't wasn't sure whether I was going to pick up, but I kind of, I was always interested, because, you know, I like things that are just kind of dumb blasters, so they're my favourite, pretty much my favourite kind of games, and I've always been a huge fan of of Capcom's output, especially in the, the shooty man's kind of style, 
And it gave me the vibe of kind of, you know, bit Lost Planet, sort of bit Vanquishy, a mm. little bit Virtuon. You know, it, it had that kind of vibe to it. And I thought, yeah, I, yeah, I'm going to pull the trigger and give it a whirl. And I've not ha- had much time on it, but what I've played so far, I've been enjoying it. And it is really a dumb blaster. It's, you go from, well, certainly where I'm at, I might open up a bit, but you go from like area to area similar to destiny really where you know there's a big area but it's split up into chunks where things get dropped in uh like a horde mm-hmm. mode and, and you uh you attack i mean there's no way i'll ever be playing pvp i, I just i don't like pvp experiences mm-hmm. it's just like you know me and a bunch of randoms against the computer and the computer is a bunch of dinosaurs which is really yeah. excellent and you know, you get a you twinge of guilt for murdering vast swathes of uh, animal life, but, you know... Already dead. They're already, already dead, yeah, don't exactly. matter. They're extinct. <laughs> so there was some... Gun- That's why it's okay to kill the uh, Nazis. They're already dead. Absolutely. Always, always <laughs> fine to kill a Nazi. Um, it's fine to shoot Hitler in the balls. He's dead. The ball, sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was important to specify. Final yeah. ball removal. Um, Need to humiliate him more, so it's fine. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> um, so yeah, so it's kind of uh, there was some spiel at the beginning about it. You travelling to alternate oh, sort of dimensions to fight dinosaurs. I've got no idea why. I don't watch cutscenes, Brad. But, it's Capcom, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, so you do that. You kill things. It's you know, it seems like good fun. Um, I'm enjoying it, and I'll enjoy it loads more when I manage to hook up with some friends to play, obviously, which is a possibility because it's on Game Pass, so it makes it a bit mm. a bit easier to to you know force people into the experience. But um, on Steam Deck, it runs really badly, really badly, oh. and I was I was really surprised. And it it's got to be a coding issue, I think. I mean, I haven't gone into the I haven't gone into it in really major detail, but. Like it starts off like and it and it automatically detects low settings for you, which is fine, and it still runs like a dog. And I can't get it above forty FPS and mostly around thirty, which is really poor because it's a very basic looking game. It's attractive enough, but you know it's kind of like an enhanced PS3 game, yeah, in visual terms, especially when you turn the details down. You know, it's not doing anything complicated, and if you compare it to Doom Eternal, which is a little unfair because you know nobody's it, but Doom Eternal runs like absolute butter on the deck, and it does way more and has far better graphics. And you know this no one comes nowhere near it, so it's it's disappointing that you can't do that way. Now, as I say, I haven't looked into it fully, but I will. Um, And I'll try and tweak it a little bit. But yeah, no, not great. So I'm going to get it fired up on my computer, play with some friends, and, you know, have some more to say on it. But so far, yeah, I'm enjoying it. So when I looked at this, this has kind of been on my list so far. (laughs) Um, That's the official name for the list. Um, Nice. It's got it's got action. I like a bit of action. I like a bit of shootery stuff. Uh, don't mind the odd FPS or third person action title. It's fine. I love dinosaurs. Who doesn't love dinosaurs? I'm ADHD and autistic. Also, I love fucking dinosaurs. Of course. Now, the the thing that puts me off is when I look at the uh, on Steam and I look at the game features. You got your Steam Cloud, your Steam Trading Cards, full controller support. There's no single player at all. Now, can I get enjoyment in? 
six months' time when I pick it up for a fiver, play it on my own? Or does it force you to play online? Oh, yeah, no, it is fully online. I don't I don't no, think there's it. any offline stuff. No, I'm out. Yeah. The single-player campaign <laughs> yeah, it seems to be like Destiny, you know, where you, you're, you, you're playing a single-player campaign and you've got your own objectives. Um, but they're always with you know, drop people who drop in. Yeah, I don't like that. I'm looking at it. So this is what I'm looking at. I'm looking at it, and you said like you mentioned Vanquish, and I just went, "Oh, yeah, it's Vanquish the dinosaurs." I think I'm just going to boot up Vanquish. Well, there's loads of good stuff like that that you can go for. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it's probably not for you at all. No, it's it is. I mean, because I like the Warframe. Is it? I like that. I like okay. Destiny. Yeah. Didn't buy Destiny, uh, but Destiny's now free to play. Warframe's free to play. Any game like this, where it looks like it's also got a whole bunch of DLC and season parties and stuff, it should be free to play. Um, I agree. Not, not 50 quid for me. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it, there's no hook for me there. Um, I want to. Everything about me goes, it's got dinosaurs um, and it's futuristic and stuff and exosuits. Yeah, I'm all in for that. But yeah, no, no single player. I can't do it. No, I would say, yeah, stay clear, personally, for you. Which is a shame. They should do one called Solo Primal. And just re-release, just do the action bits for just single people. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because they love to be able to give people single-player content that they can get mm. on a disc. Oh, yeah. Oh, they love that. These, these game companies, yeah. It's a weird one, because, say, 50 quid, I'm expecting a full-blown, I don't know, like, proper game, not yeah. Fortnite. With fifty quid, no, it's it's kind of bizarre. It it, it really is. I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it's doing well at all. And even if it is, it's probably only because of Game Pass numbers. Um, I can't imagine. Uh, that's where I might try it. Is on Game Pass. Is it streamable yeah. on Game Pass? I don't know. I'll have to have a look. I could look. You know, you could. Just, I could. I could actually press the the icon on my Steam Deck that allows me to load like Game Pass stream and have a look. But Why not? I haven't. I might do. I might do after we finish recording. But yeah, Capcom are weird. They take. They make about four or five things. You just go, yes, this is Capcom. This is brilliant. And then Capcom go, what are the other AAAs doing? Ah, come on then. Let's do something stupid. Yeah, I know. It's bizarre. Yeah. What was that crappy Resident Evil online multiplayer thing they released? Raccoon, Operation Raccoon? Not, not that one, but it was um, Umbrella Corpse or something. Oh, yeah. God, I've forgotten about that. That was really bad. The cover, was it a cover shooter, free-to-play, whatever? It was bad. I never even touched it. It looked so awful. I mean, that could have tanked Resident Evil. Somehow it didn't. I know. That in itself is a mystery. But, yeah, they do make some fairly strange choices, it has to be said. Yeah. Uh, but I'm hoping... So, are you playing this? Have you bought this or you played it on Game Pass? No, I've actually bought it. I'm that one person so- who's actually paid for it. What I'm hoping for you then is that you find a lot of enjoyment for it when you load it up on the PC, yeah. um, and that you can get at least fifty quid's worth of value out of it. Yeah, <laughs> I, did, I got um, a key for about I think it was about thirty two, so it's a bit bit ah, better, okay. but still a lot of money. But I mean, I'm, if you yeah. can, if you can get about five to seven hours out of it, then I will go right. Okay, you broke it even. That's how I look at it, really. Yeah. Yeah, but oof, oof, Stu. Sure. This is why we don't touch the big games. <laughs> I know it's always it's the value proposition, isn't it? It's so low. It's such a low yeah. value proposition. Jesus Christ! 
Anyway, yeah, anyway, moving on, because we've got to try and keep this one short, because we're both busy today. I've been playing a sequel um, to a game that I thought I'd played, but I hadn't played. <laughs> um, so I had to go back and play the original. I've been playing Oxen Free and Oxen Free 2 Lost Signals. Right. Um, now, I assumed, because I, I, I thought I owned Oxen Free on Steam. Apparently, I didn't. Apparently, I don't own it on anything. But I swear I've played it, but I haven't. Anyway, which is kind of fitting with, have you played Oxen Free? No, really not my kind of game. No. It kind of fits in because it's like time loops and memory things that goes on. So maybe I'm actually in the game, who knows? Um, but it's this, basically, it's this supernatural thriller. Um, like the first game is you're like a bunch of teenagers. You control one of the teenagers. You're on this island. Spooky shit goes on involving radio signals and, and things like that. And time loops and teen angst is in there as well essentially it's it does stranger things before stranger things did stranger things and in my opinion does some stranger things better than stranger things did stranger things okay Uh, can we skip to the part where you stop saying stranger things sure um (laughs) it's yeah it's a really good supernatural adventure um i wouldn't say horror although there are some bits that make you go oh this is tense um you know i don't get scared by horror First game, absolutely brilliant, about five to six hours long, um, maybe twice that if you want to try and find all the different endings. I don't. I always like the idea of you, your playthrough is your playthrough. I'm not bothered about extra endings and stuff like that. Yeah. Anyway, you get your ending. And then the second one takes place five years after the first. And instead of playing the same bunch of teenagers, you play this um, person called Riley, who's gone back to her hometown to take on a job on this this like this this area called Camina, which is near the island where the first game took place. Events go on and supernatural shit happens. And I'm about halfway through, I think. Um, and supernatural shit is going down. It's tense. It's impressive. The storytelling is really good. Um, the 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 way they like the uh, the characters communicate is brilliant. It's very natural. So you've got moments where like someone might be talking, and you 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 like this too because you can't ever do this, right? But someone might be talking and they're, they're on this little bit of a guard and you can press a button with whatever it is you need to say and it, it stops them and interrupts them mid-flow in a very natural way, <laughs> right? It's, it's, you can actually interrupt them. But also, if they're saying something that's really important, like I always am, really important, it needs to finish, you press your button to say what you want to say, but it'll make sure they finish the conversation. So again, it all comes in naturally. Um, it's just it's such a little thing that probably doesn't bother most people. But I always panic that if I've got to press a button and I'm going to maybe interrupt someone, like in the game, am I going to interrupt something important? But this kind of skips all that part of it. And That's really clever. You've got yeah. these... Yeah, it's, and it just all feels so natural. You know, the teens, like the characters in it aren't all likeable, uh, but I think that's the point. Um, they've all got personality. This radio frequency mechanic that allows you to communicate with the world or do certain things within the world, I don't want to spoil anything, is really, really good. I really like it. You use certain signals to like unlock doors and things like that. And there's all these little puzzle elements. Uh, the island in the second one is like the area to you in is much bigger than the first and so there's more exploring to do. Um, I just It calls back to the first one in ways, but not in ways that if you haven't played it, you won't get it. It's just, but it's more of the same. It's brilliant, and it's better than Stranger Things. <laughs> 
not difficult to achieve, in my opinion. I <laughs> bounced Ooh. off that pretty hard. Controversial. I know, yeah, yeah. Not a fan. Not a fan. Uh, but even does a thing. So in this one, it does that thing. Like, like in the, have you? How much of Stranger Things have you watched? I uh, watched all of the first and second seasons. Do you care about spoilers? Just... No, not at all. Right. If you don't care about spoilers, anyone, next couple of seconds, there's going to be some spoilers. So there's a bit in the latest series that, that that aired where one of them likes to start stuff she gets kind of dragged up into the air sort of like in a trance sort of thing um and i saw it in this it's just went oh okay that's where they kind of probably got it from uh but it looks and feels like much more in place with this one not just because it looks like an impressive visual uh but yeah that happens um i don't know if that was a spoiler or not because i explained things like i would try to explain what a carrot is to a wall yeah, <laughs> good analogy. Yeah, <laughs> no. Well, I mean, uh, but yeah, no. This is brilliant. I, I, I'm, I'm totally enamoured by this. This second one went to be about five to six, seven hours. Um, yeah, brilliant. That's that's how a lot of good short stories should be in a video game. I agree. Yeah, uh, it it sounds like it's going about it the right way, and I know how popular the first one was, and I think it is. Mm. It seemed to drop off in popularity over the over time. I don't I don't really understand why. I think it just got forgotten about. Right. More than anything. Um, it's because it's just like what I would say neither game is like the second coming you're not playing either game and go, oh my gosh this is doing things that no other game has done before other games have done what it's done but what I like is at the pacing of both games so far like the first game pacing I think is brilliant the second game pacing is just as good so far it ends at the right moment and you feel satisfied <clears throat> with it so it's got that I just don't think I mean, the first one came out in 2016. I didn't think it was that old. Uh, it's yeah. why I had to look to go and see, has this ripped on Stranger Things? Or did Stranger Things rip on this? And this came out six months before Stranger Things. Um, so, but yeah, the second one, they've obviously taken their time to write the story they want to write. And what they've done here is just, it's brilliant. It has dropped off. I do recommend picking the first one up um, if you can get it cheap because... It's a fascinating story, um, and it's told really, really, really well, um, and I highly recommend it. And if you enjoy that, then you will pick the second one up if you enjoy it, because it's more of the same, just a bit bigger. Fair enough. Yeah, sounds all right. Yeah. So, yeah, that's Oxen Free 2. Lost signals. I bet you wish I could lose my signal. <laughs> Never, Bradley. Never in life. <laughs> What's next from you? I can't remember if you said you had two, one, two. I don't know what you said. <laughs> oh, no, I haven't played anything new. I've been playing Shotgun King, obviously, fairly yes. uh, fairly um, constantly because I just I love it. It's amazing. It's just the best game ever made, and uh, I will hear no more about it. Uh, thank you. It is really, really good. Um, it really so, is. Moving on, then. I've been playing another game, uh, one I wanted to talk about a couple of weeks ago but couldn't because embargoes are great. Um that I think everyone's on the same page as me with this time. I think. Um, I've been playing Viewfinder. Yeah. Which was a bit of a darling from the last Next Fest. Um, and I did not play it at the Next Fest because I knew what I wanted. And I didn't want to have... Like, if there's a game I know I'm going to play, I generally go, well, I'm not going to bother with the demo in the Next Fest because I know I want it and I don't want that experience soured or, or anything. So Viewfinder was one of those. Uh, 
basically it's a puzzle game, first person puzzle game, which uses manipulation. Um, and we've seen it done with time manipulation before, um, physics manipulation, all that kind of thing. Um, this uses like uh, perspective manipulation, I think way of saying it is what it would be yeah um there was a game that came out a couple of years ago a few years ago called super liminal where you kind of like it had this perspective like um perspective based manipulation so like you'd pick a ball up and it was tiny but you bring it closer to you um so it was bigger on your screen and then you let it go and it was actually big in the environment and stuff like that you had to manipulate the environment to then get to solve the puzzles it was all right it was all right. I found it a bit convoluted in places and didn't really have fun. A viewfinder kind of takes that whole idea. Um, but instead of using world manipulation, in like picking up physical objects and manipulating them, you use photos. Um, so you use like this camera that you can take pictures with and you take a picture of the scene and then you place the scene wherever it needs to go. Um, and then you might use that to create a bridge or you might use it to create a ramp or or to create a hole somewhere to get to other areas um, like one's really clever where you've got to put like two batteries on a battery pad to open up a portal um, for example but there's only one battery in the world but you think oh i'll take a photo of the battery but if you take a photo of the battery where it is it then cuts the wire to where it needs to be to open up the portal. So you've kind of got to take a pre-photo of the completed circuit to make sure you've got that. Then take a picture of the battery on the um, on the portal to then turn it upside down to get the battery, to make the battery fall, to pick up the second battery you've taken a photo of, put it on the portal, and then use your original photo to complete the circuit, which sounds really convoluted trying to explain it, but when you're actually doing it, it kind of gradually comes together and makes sense. But it uses that kind of manipulation in there. Uh, you can pick up these little, like, there's one of it. You can pick up, like, a, uh, a Tamagotchi-type thing, which you have to use to open up an area to get to another area to get to another area. And it's just so, so clever. And it, it keeps throwing little bits at you that change the gameplay up just enough just to make it feel just so, so fun and, and fresh every single time. Um, and it's got a bit of a witness stroke, the Talos principle overarching, there's something happening kind of thing going to it as well. But yeah, I'm absolutely one of the best logic, like one of the best environmental puzzlers I've played in years. Wow, yeah, God. That high praise indeed, yeah, that sounds really good. And so is it, um, how difficult is it in comparison to say something like The Witness? Right, so The Witness goes, because it's like, those like individual puzzles that you do and they do get complicated um so it's not as stupidly comp uh, complicated as that gets you do have to have a good old think at times you do need to do a bit of experimentation um but there's no like punishment so you get a rewind button so say you take a photo of something and you go oh bugger i've taken the wrong photo you haven't got to start again you can just rewind um and it will tell you the points at which you've done certain things and you can rewind to before that. So you might take a photo, not be happy with it, rewind back, and you can just start from there. Or you can rewind all the way back and start the level again if you really want. Um, so it allows you to experiment. Um, and I think it's that allowing you to experiment that really makes the game a challenge, but a fun challenge where you don't just feel like you're being made to feel stupid all the time. You do feel stupid at times, but then you feel so clever when you do things that work. 
And a, a good puzzle game does that, where you feel clever for finding the solution. Nice. Yeah, no, that does sound quite good. Um, mm. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're not normally my kind of thing. But I'll, I like it when they're, they're well-constructed. I, I like it when you've got that kind of artistry and, and thought in there that's taking it away from the kind of action. I can prove that yeah. there's, you know, that there's a lot of viability in different methods of, of traversing worlds and and, uh, and stuff. Has it got a VR mode? Because it sounds like it'd be ideal for VR. I don't think it has. That's not to say that might not be at some point. Because, yeah, I think you're right. I think it'd be brilliant for VR. I don't know how... I tell you what, I wouldn't be 100% sure that if you play this in VR, you might actually go break your brain. Yeah. In some way, I don't... Like, when you play it, there's, like, the some of the perspective stuff, it really, like, throws you in 2D. So I don't, like... I don't know what it'll do in VR. It'd work, certainly, because it is, like, a first-person game. But... I'm not sure if it might break your own reality in VR. <laughs> I could well imagine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's I, 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 yeah, I say I, I am just enamoured by it. Um, you know, I don't think it's the best game of the year by any stretch. Uh, I think it's one of the most. I think it's one of the cleverest and the better puzzle games I've played. Definitely the best of this type that I've played. But I think there's a lot more they can do with it down the line, and I hope we see a few Fighter Two. If they got to take 15 years or 10 years, whatever it is, like um, Talos Principles do with Talos Principle 2, go for it and produce something that follows this up because it's clever, it's brilliant, and do you know what? It's only about seven to eight hours long. Again, it's another one that's just nailed its time frame perfectly. It makes you feel good. It makes you feel stupid and everything in between. And yeah, I just I can't recommend this one enough. And I think you get it on Game Pass as well, Stu. So. Yeah. No, I mean that's really cool. Um, that's one thing that I would like to see shrink shrinkflation actually happening to is games, because <laughs> there's no need for them to be quite so gigantic. And I think it, it is like you know it can be butter spread over too much bread kind of situation with a lot of them, um, particularly the more triple A you move. But that sounds I, yeah. eight hours sounds like the ideal duration for this, which is about. I, I don't know. It depends on, obviously, how much gaming time you get. But, I mean, that's either... If you're hammering it, it's about a week. If it, if you're not hammering it, it's about two weeks. And if you're really, really slack, it's about a month. It's a weekend. Or it's a weekend to some you, people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, but, not yeah. to me. No, cause I, to, to be honest, I only play fits and spurts. So I, like, kind of pick up and put down... Play an hour, put down for a bit, do some stuff with the kids or whatever, pick up again. <clears throat> um it's just it all it all starts to add up. I don't really do like TV like on a personal. I don't. I'm not trying to defend myself. I don't know why I started getting all defensive then. Uh, yeah. But you know, you get people who have managed to complete like somehow 48 hours of like Call of Duty in the opening weekend. You're like, how? Yeah. How have you spent 48 hours sat there playing Call of Duty? Uh, so there are some people, and you know, if you spend four hours a day watching TV a day, then that's two days worth to complete this. Um, yeah. And yeah, you're right when it comes to game length. If I see something that says, oh, it's 40 hours to complete the main story, I'm like, oh, do I want to start this or not? Yeah, I've probably over the past three, four weeks put nearly 100 hours into Slay the Spire, which on how long to beat, it's like a, like I think they say it's like it's a three hour game to beat like each character completely, <laughs> yeah. like on its first bit. Yeah. 
Um, and I'm 70 hours in. They are on Ascension, like, three for all the characters. Um, and I know people that have put in thousands of hours because it isn't telling you, oh, this game is a 1,000 hours to complete because that would put everyone off. Um, so you've got to make it. Either your game's short that everyone wants to play it, short enough that everyone wants to play it and gets satisfied, or the longevity comes because it's replayable for whatever reason. And a lot of games that are 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90 hours aren't replayable. I love Persona 5. I'm not playing that again. It's 100 hours, Stu. Yeah. Yeah, precisely. Yeah, no, that sounds, oh. that sounds good. But yeah, if you find it really, really good. Look, if you don't get super liminal, get this. That, 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 that's the takeaway from, from that. Um, it's better than super liminal. Um, cool. I think it's better than The Witness. Um, and so far, the developers, as far as I'm aware, aren't horrible twats like Jonathan Blow. Always a bonus. Yeah. So there's that. Um, oh, you can pet the pets, the dog, the cat, the pet, the cat. There's a cat. Aww. You can pet it. Excellent. Always a win. It is. That is definite win. But yeah, that's brilliant. That's it. Um, I've been playing other games that I can't talk about. I can't talk about Fember, but I will say that I've been sat... It's going to take me a while because me and Edith are sitting down to play that and she loves reading out the story bits. But I, I then do the uh, cooking bits. Um, and it's just lovely to be playing a game like that with her. So that's brilliant. Cool. Uh, and lovely Women's World Cup. If you don't like the World Cup, I'm lucky because I'll probably talk about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually looking really, really looking forward to catching up with some of it properly. Because, uh, as I've said before on the podcast, I, I kind of have fallen off footy a lot, and particularly the Premier League, but the yeah. you know, the Women's League is much more enjoyable for me. It's Yeah, it's just, yeah, the pacing, the, the, the lack of fouling and acrobatics. and Unless yeah. you're Katie McCabe, you want to see oh, that. Right. You should have watched the, um, I don't know if you watched the Australia-Island game today, there was some fouling going on on that. All right, <laughs> fair play. Um, oh boy, they was just enjoy kicking the absolute shit out of Katie McCabe. No, I don't blame them because Katie McCabe snide. Right, okay, yeah, no, I, <laughs> I, I, I'll probably enjoy it when they do, uh, you know, smack each other around because that's part of sport. But um, yeah, yeah, there's, there's less, there's less histrionic, histrionics, histrionics, histrionics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweet. Um, so. But yeah, Women's World Cup is well underway. Um, let's go, teams. I actually don't care who wins it this time. I wanted England to win the Euros because it what it would mean for women's football here, <clears throat> with it being held here and the development of the game. To be honest, I don't care who wins it as long as it's just enjoyable and helps the game grow. Yeah, yeah, everybody wins. So anyone but the US, really. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, they've 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 had their time. They've been great. They've brought it forward. So it'd be good for somebody back else in your to box. pick it up. Get back in the kitchen, ladies. <laughs> no, what Rod? Rod channel. Sorry, that's for the uh, the whatever was it? Was it whatever that male chauvinistic podcast that I see pop up now and again? Right. Yeah, I'm sure it's called whatever. But yeah, it's male chauvinistic, and they they insult women all the time, basically. Um, so yeah, that was, I'm sorry, I thought I was on the wrong podcast then. Yeah, well, maybe start one up and you can do it. Yeah. You're not Andrew Tate, are you? Oh, Jesus. See? Not... Always get confused. <laughs> yeah, because I'm so similar to him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Do you... Yes. Do you know what? What? you know what I should do? What should you do? I should shut up then. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Great. Well, yes, hopefully you can enjoy the football wherever you are. If you don't, just... 
tune in if you've never seen it before and just see if you like it because it's always worth a go with new experiences and even though that obviously it's footy it is definitely a new experience and unless you've been watching it before in which case it's an old experience but yeah you know what i mean god it's not sound like you brad anyway <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> finally three years and she's done it <laughs> He's converted. Oh, so stop going yeah, on. I know, rambling. Anyway, <laughs> hope you all have a good week. Make sure you follow all our content on the socials. Join us on Discord if you want to chat. And in the meantime, until next week, stay safe and stay safe.